this. This is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. Josh Johnson and Ben Watts here with you, back from vacation, back from Ohio. Ben, I missed how was everyone. The trip? It was a good trip. Did you go to the house that Joey Burrow built? I did. I met Joe. Uh, he actually he sent his lamb, his uh his limo to come pick us up at the airport. So. It was a really fun weekend. We, Jamar would have been there, but he took the jet. You know, he was, you know, partying up with some. I, I don't know where he was. He was at a party, but Joe was really cool. J- Joe is Joe is that guy, right? He is Joe Cool. Might have him on the podcast soon. I I approached him about it. He said he'd be interested, so we'll kind of see. You know what? Bring him on. We won't. We, you know, we'll think about it. He may be that? up we'll for a permanent role here. We don't know. We'll kind of see he how he fits you. our mold here. He, 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 I, well, he may just be a third. <laughs> may have him on the editing crew. Oh, man. Uh, so you're back. We are whole once again. It's no longer just Josh trying to figure out what's One going minute. on. Yeah, Josh sucked uh, by himself. <laughs> Dude, I am the glue. Let's not lie here. It was, you were the glue. That is, that is a fact. Um, I will not dispute that. It was ben pretty is, good. Ben is the glue that keeps this thing going. We've got some uh, news today. We've also got some wide receiver threes that could be wide receiver ones. This is this is a bit of a cheat code, what we're giving you. We're giving you free cheat codes to your fantasy leagues this year. I'm about it. Yeah, these are... So the goal we did, is to win. I did. The, <laughs> always how you the goal win. is to win. So I did the RB3s that could be RB1s. But to be totally honest with you, running backs, I don't know. I feel like that's easier. What What's more difficult is figuring out the wide receivers that are going to take the leap and well, be wide receiver ones. I feel like it's the path is so much more clear for running backs. Wide receivers, there's just more of them. And it's a passing yeah. league. So, like, so many of these guys, like, nobody was looking at Cooper Cup as the wide receiver one overall. He was going in like the sixth, seventh round. So like anybody can just explode from the wide receiver position. So it's a lot harder. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, we've got got a few guys that could win you a league this year uh, if you're willing to take the shot on them at their ADP. Uh, We use Fantasy Pros rankings for all these guys. But before we hop into all that, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick retires from the NFL. The big bearded man himself, the goat, Fitz Magic, Fitz Magic has retired. Uh, Did you see the? I was video telling you before the show. Go ahead. I was telling you before the show that a few years ago in our shared one of our shared fantasy leagues, I had him. I think it was a year that honestly my team stunk. Cause, you know, I had a had a few rebuilding years in there, and was uh, the there was a stretch. Wanted? It may have been. This was early on. It may, it may have been the first or second year in the league when I ended up getting the championship. But 
Um, I picked up Fitzpatrick off of waivers. He played for Tampa Bay at the time. I don't know if anybody else can remember this, but there was a stretch of probably four or five weeks when I think it, I think Bruce Arians was the coach, and it was still that risk it biscuit offense, and Fitzpatrick he was, was the it perfect quarterback. <laughs> he was throwing for four hundred yards, three touchdowns, two picks. It was I great. Think there for was fantasy. one game where he threw for four hundred yards, but he like didn't throw for a touchdown. It was like the most passing yards ever to not have thrown a touchdown. It honestly felt that way, and it was really fun to have him, and I think I just left him on my bench on that fantasy team for a year after that, almost just as a sign of respect, like nobody else can have him. As a memento. As a memento, and then eventually I dropped him because he stunk, but (laughs) Fitzpatrick was always a fantasy legend. I remember that year when he played for the Jets. He was so entertaining. Um, There was that year when he took the Jets to the playoffs, which was like... Unbelievable. I think it was was that the Brandon Marshall was uh his wide receiver one that year. Um I think so. That sounds about right. Um yeah. Long story. Did you ever see the video of him Fitzpatrick? When the Bills were in I think it was this year the Bills went to the playoffs and they won oh, a game. And or he whatever, was just a he fan. Was like shirtless in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> He's a legend. Um, love love Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Do love some Ryan Fitzpatrick. Even the way that he announced his retirement was legendary. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, he dropped mm. a... I just got back in town, I think he, so I haven't seen much. You're out of the loop. He he texted a lot of his former teammates, and it was sort of like... Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, when you... I, I don't even know the best way to describe it. It's almost like a Venn diagram of all the players that he had played with. And the oh, yeah, ones that he cool. played the most with were like bold in this thing. But it was just like an image of all these names of players that he'd played with and the ones that he'd played a lot with or were like impactful or Hall of Famers or whatever. Uh, they were more prominent in the image, but it was really cool. Frank Gore's gone with him. Yeah, it's a sad day. I, I mean, let's be honest. I we need Frank, Frank Gore, Gore to talk to. Anyway. I, I did. I, it was it wasn't until before the show you were like, oh, we should mention Frank Gore retired. I'm like, he's not already retired. He's like forty something. <laughs> he's been boxing for a couple of years. I did hear that, which is why I thought he was retired. I'm like, okay, he's boxing. He's obviously <laughs> not in the NFL. I need I need him to show all of these other running backs that we have now how to stay in the league. Like, I'm tired of trading running backs when they're 27. Like, I want to keep this guy till he's 30-something. That would be great. Honestly, I would love that. But it, it doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. Frank Gore was a unicorn. Uh, Travis Etienne said that he would like to be like Debo Samuel. Or maybe it was that he'd be like, like to be used like Debo Samuel. I don't really know. Um, I'm sure he would. But that sounds great. That's that sounds awesome, Travis. Can, um, can, can you produce like Debo, Travis? Because if so, uh, I don't we, know about that one. We're looking up. Yeah, I think both uh, you and I are are pretty high on him. So I mean, that would, that would be great. He'd be the RB one or two if that happened. Yeah, both of us are excited for what Etn can be. He feels like you know DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, uh, Austin Eckler sort of player. <laughs> He's from that um, mold, just the cheat code running back. There's there's two cheat codes in fantasy. 
there's a running quarterback and there's a running back who can catch passes. And he's in that mold. Yep. Yep. That is exactly what it is. Speaking of pass catching running backs, DeAndre Swift uh beat reporters are saying that he looks like he's gained weight. Um I was I was looking into nothing. that and I couldn't find the number. Like he looks like he's gained weight. Has he and like it is he gained muscle weight or did he like Eddie Lacius over here and just get fat? <laughs> he just turned into patty cake uh Swift. I mean, he needed to gain a little bit of weight. I mean, this is probably good. Like, if he bulked up, that should, you know, help his injury problems he's had. So that's a good thing if you can, only, can run some people over. You can only hope. Um, I don't know. He's he's a bit like Dalvin Cook in that you can almost just bet him to miss three games a season. Uh, I'm not ready to label it, him there yet because he's still 23. Like, this is season three for him. Yes, but each of his first two years, he's missed, I want to say three games, but I could be wrong. Obviously, well, he missed more than that last year. I think he missed like six games last year. Um, he missed, he missed weeks. like he, three. He, I think he missed four, and then he came back, but then they barely used him at the end, which, I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah. So, I don't know. He, I don't, it's tough when you're trying to figure out if a player is like actually injury prone or if they just I don't, just I don't had, think like, they're necessarily. None of them have been like wear and tear injuries or like reoccurring injuries. Like I think, did he get a concussion as a rookie? I'm pretty yeah. sure he had. Well, concussion. he got Thanksgiving Day because I had him last year and I was watching him against the Bears, thinking, "Oh, they're playing the Bears. He's gonna have a great fantasy day." He got his bell absolutely rung and uh, was out for you know, several weeks after that. So that was awesome. It was like, I mean, but it wasn't like, you know, he's just been beat up. He jumped out of bounds and he landed on his shoulder wrong. So, I mean, that's that can happen to anybody. Yeah. So I, I guess more weight is good for him. Um, I, I don't know. Speaking of weight. Yeah, Najee Harris is supposedly up to 240, 245 pounds. In that ballpark, but he said he was. He said he was up to that last year, right? Which means that all these beat reporters that are excited about it are, I guess, trying to find something to write about. <laughs> and so they said, "Oh, Najee's big." Yeah, it, who cares? I mean, but as a Honestly, rookie, he was only like two thirty going in. So I mean, that's a. I I'm not saying I could tackle Najee Harris, but <laughs> I think I could do but it. But you couldn't. <laughs> you can't I, I tackle, tackle Najee Harris. Harris. No. If, uh, if, some people, if by I've some seen... miracle I did tackle Najee Harris, I would, like, my sternum would be cracked. Like, it would be, he he breaks multiple bones, and I'm just, like, hanging on to his leg. Yeah, pretty much. He would have to trip um, over some, me. Some people are saying that this means that he's going to have a Derrick Henry-type season, which, no. okay, uh, no. He won't. I mean, he's gonna have workload. I think and obviously I mean, he'll be able to sustain it, but no, he's he's not Derrick Henry. I think somewhere down the road we were kind of planning to sort of have a discussion like this of guys we think could be the RB one overall, which and I think he could he's one of them because he could finish higher than Derrick Henry based on his receiving work. He is as big yeah. as Derrick Henry and can catch, but I don't think he's gonna have the Derrick Henry like the way he runs kind of thing. That's not not happening. I saw something, um, I think it was earlier today, Derrick Henry had 
Oh goodness, what was it? It was something but, like he was he had the most ten plus yard runs in the NFL um last year until his and injury or something like that. Oh and he uh, missed eight games. I think he was averaging a hundred yards rushing a game. That's not last surprising year. when you touch the ball thirty times a game. Right. But it wasn't just that it was volume, volume, volume. It was Yes, no, volume, he, break, but he also breaks loose. Explosive, explosive runs. He had like the most fifteen-yard runs or fifteen-plus-yard runs, the most ten-yard runs in that stretch. He's too. a problem, but he is—he's a fantasy stud. Uh, speaking of fantasy studs, we've got some guys here that are currently listed as wide receiver threes, well, maybe fantasy on fantasy studs. pros, potentially. These are the guys that if you hit on one or a couple of these, you there's a good win. chance you win your league. Um, you know, what your league is not necessarily decided by did you hit on your first your round first pick, round, your second round pick, your first your third round, round pick, pick does not win you the league. That keeps you in it, but that's not your winning piece. Right. It's the guy you're taking in the seventh round, the ninth round, the tenth round that you know, brings back dividends on that pick. Like Cooper Cup last year, obviously it's super easy to point out Cooper Cup, but he was going in the eighth-ish round last year and obviously was the basically a quarterback in your starting lineup. Debo Samuel is the same thing, going in the Ridiculous. ninth round. He was going and behind he was the Brandon wide receiver Ayuk. too. Right, which... Unbelievable. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty on that one. So these are guys that could be going in that range but have a chance to overperform on their current ADP for next year. So, are you ready, Ben? Let's do this. Number one, Marquise Brown is currently the wide receiver 26 on Fantasy Pro's consensus rankings. And this one, we were talking before the show, there's a path where he could be a wide receiver one, but it's it's different than everybody else's. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first, basically half of the uh, fantasy season. So Marquise Brown is the wide receiver one in Arizona, and uh, that means that he needs to do what in order to be a wide receiver one while DeHop is out? He needs to ball out the first seven <laughs> weeks of the season. D Hop is, and I out. think that he can. Yep, yeah, you were. You've pointed out. I think a lot. You and multiple people pointed out because I always saw um, Marquise Brown as kind of a field stretcher kind of guy, which I mean he is, but I didn't realize up until recently like, just how many targets he had last season in Baltimore. I think he had like 150 targets, which I did not know that. So yeah. he is. He gets. He produces on volume, which and he can handle that. And the first seven weeks of the season, he's going to see that. Right. Yeah, he was hyper-targeted last year. And obviously, so, okay, Baltimore threw the ball a lot more than they did in years previous last year. I mean, it was like 10 attempts more a game than I don't, it was I think the that's going to come prior. back a little bit to it. Well, that's, well, that's a different story. <laughs> that's a different conversation. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. But, you know, what happened was Marquise Brown and obviously Mark Andrews 
benefited. So, you know, Marquise Brown was not a hyper-targeted guy. He only had, prior to last year, 100 targets as his high-water mark. Um, and then he got 145 targets last year. So he was good. Like, he benefited from the offense taking a step forward in the passing game, and it was out of necessity, but Marquise Brown benefited from it. He was the wide receiver eight uh, when Lamar Jackson was healthy from weeks one to 12 last year. So when they had their QB one, when he was in the mix healthy, Marquise Brown was great. And, you know, he was getting the volume that I think that part of it transfers over to what will happen in Arizona because Arizona is going to throw the ball. Uh, maybe they don't throw it 36 times a game. It might be slightly less than that. There's but Kyler Murray's, though. yeah, you got to start somewhere. And Kyler Murray is a much better passer than Lamar Jackson is. And um, I think that Marquise Brown benefits from that. And he's like he's automatically with Hopkins out. He's the clear number one in that offense. Like who's who else is there? Rondell Moore. Right. It's it's basically and Marquise I, Brown. I and like Zach Rondell Moore as a deep sleeper. A deep like sleeper. You, you, you get him. You but you get him late though. Like I could see him. He could, especially early on, have some good ones. Yeah. I, I see Marquise Brown as a big. Trade him. I guess fairly quickly when you draft him, because he's going to be pretty good. And I could see him as yeah. a wide receiver one, but once Hopkins comes back, for him to stay a wide receiver one, he's going to have to produce still decent wide receiver two numbers. And that could happen because he was the second option in um, in Baltimore behind Mark Andrews. So that's not out of the question. But, you know, week four, week five, he's been balling out. I would trade him and try to upgrade. Yeah. So, you know, you might be wondering, like, okay, how much is he going to benefit from being in Arizona? Well, you know, the Cardinals were number eight in fantasy points to wide receivers last year. So, and it was probably he's way in a better good when position. Hopkins was in, so. Right. And, you know, what do we know about Arizona the past few years? They start out amazing, Kyler Murray included, and then they fade down the stretch. Well, the first eight weeks, they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe that trend continues and they're, you know, they got their hair on fire coming out of the gate and then they calm down later in the year. I don't know. But typically, Cliff Kingsbury teams are really good to start the season and then they just don't adjust over a season and teams figure out what they're doing um, and they kind of fade down the stretch. But Marquise Brown could come out and start like absolutely amazing. I wouldn't be surprised if he is. You know, top 10, honestly, like if he's wide receiver five, five weeks in the season, I'm really not going to be surprised just because I know what that offense is. Um, and I, I do know that he has produced in a, a prolific passing offense in the past. It's just a matter of can he sustain the production long enough to ultimately end up as a wide receiver one over a full season? That part, I don't fully know yet, but I do think he's going to be great to start the year. And that's why you're drafting him as a wide receiver three. But these are the guys who we think have the potential to get up there. Yeah. Next guy here is going as the wide receiver 28 in Fantasy Pros rankings. It is Allen Robinson, the new wide receiver two for the LA Rams. Um, why do we want Robinson? We want Robinson because of this offense, because he's got a new quarterback, and he's we produced want before. We want Allen Robinson 
basically for the same reason we want Cam Akers. I'm willing to a certain extent throw last year into the garbage. It do you think I mean it's kind of do you think the Bears were so bad last year that it was Allen Robinson's fault or did he hit a cliff? I'm not sure. I'm more in the ca- uh, camp of I think the Bears were just so god-awful, and Allen Robinson, he was playing on the franchise tag. I'm not really sure he even cared that much. He wasn't really trying. Bears were 27th last year in passing points to wide receivers. They were terrible. <laughs> and he was terrible on the Bears. It was it was not. His best game last season was 9.4 points in half PPR. Which is a bust. If, That's if you count a bust as less than 10 fantasy points, he busted 100% of the time. God. But now, it's not Justin Fields. It's not Andy Dalton. It's Matthew Stafford, the man who just won a Super Bowl. And Robert Woods is gone. Odell, up in the air, but he hasn't signed yet, so Allen Robinson is still firmly the wide receiver, too. And even if Odell does sign... I don't know. If Odell signs, it becomes a little bit trickier. But I still think either way, he's going to be good. And if Odell's gone, there's a clear path to him having 10-plus touchdowns. I, I mean, it could Cooper Cup could have 1,500 yards, and Allen Robinson still could have 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. So there's a lot, a lot to like with Allen Robinson, especially where you're going to get him at. Yeah, I mean, the Rams last year were number one in fantasy points wide receivers. And half point Well, it helps when 2,000 yards go to one. Right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Cooper Cup but was I, amazing, I mean, and I, I do think Cooper Cup will be awesome again, but they literally averaged in a half point 45 fantasy points a week to wide receivers. Like, that is stupid. Stupid. And, and I expect Cooper Cup to compete again for the spot of the wide receiver one overall, but I don't think he repeats that. So let's say like you take 400 yards. How many yards did I I should have looked this up before the show? How many yards? 1900 yards. Yeah. But how many yards did Robert Woods have? Oh, I don't know. I, I I do think there was a point in the season, which Robert Woods was a a wide receiver one, like wide receiver 12. Like Robert Woods Um, was not far behind. Um, Cooper no. Cup. So no, take he was he was not. So take uh, Robert Woods. Okay, in nine games he had 500 yards and four touchdowns, 69 targets. Cooper Cup. I know he had 1,900 yards. I'm trying to see how many touchdowns he had. He had 16 touchdowns. So take four touchdowns away and 400 yards and just. Add that to Robert Woods' total. That's 900 yeah. yards and eight touchdowns. Like That's a good season. I think Allen Robinson, at this point in their careers, is probably better than Robert Woods. So I'm thinking he would blow those numbers away. So he's got a shot at wide, a, a wide receiver one. Yeah, I mean, weeks one to nine last year. So a decent stretch of the season. Robert Woods in that offense was the wide receiver 12, while Cooper Cup was the wide receiver 1. Um, and Robert Woods was averaging basically 10.5 fantasy points a game, 
That's in standard. That's not in half PPR. So, you know, about 11, 12, 12 and a half. 12 and a half fantasy points a game. If, I mean, if Allen Robinson gives you 12, 12 and a half a over a full week, year, that's good. Yeah. That's good. If he gives you 12 and a half points a game for an entire season, plays the whole year, I mean, that, that potentially could compete to be a wide receiver one. If, if nothing else, he's a wide receiver two. Hundred percent. So, Allen Robinson at wide receiver twenty eight seems like a a big time redraft buy. Probably don't want him as much in dynasty, but um, yeah, I, I think in redraft, Allen Robinson could be really interesting. You got to think. Just last year, we were drafting him as like the wide receiver nine because um, he's coming off of two years of you know wide wide receiver one production and then just stinks last year. And everybody's that may be out part of the overcorrection with him is he hurt a lot of people last year. Yeah, yeah, but when you're trying to find guys who will break out, you want to find guys who have produced already, and Allen Robinson has produced a lot already, and you might just have owners in your league forgetting how good he's been in the past. He's produced wide receiver one seasons with Blake Bortles. He's produced them with Andy Dalton. Um, so, it, well, it wasn't Andy Dalton. Who was it? It was Mitch Trubisky. That's who it was. Um so Mitch Trubisky Mitch. and Blake Bortles have produced wide receiver one seasons from Allen Robinson. What's he going to do with Matt Stafford? I'll put it to you that way. That's fair enough. I'll bet on Matt Stafford right now. Yeah. Michael Thomas currently going as the wide receiver 29. I don't know if this is an injury ranking. Like, is this because nobody knows what that ankle is? Or is it because... He's old, and Drew Brees is not his quarterback, and now there's competition. What say you? I don't. I don't like Michael Thomas. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You're not like stoked him. about him. I don't like him. I mean, he's on this list because he's Michael Thomas. The last full season we saw him, he broke records. Yeah, and I, I get it was with Drew Brees, and all that stuff, but. Like he's a talented player. I don't even know if he's going to play this year. I'm not convinced he'll play. I saw a thing, is this was a couple weeks ago, but it's like he's quote trending in the right direction. I'm like, these hey, he's had this injury for like two years now. Like if he's not healed, something's wrong. Yeah. So but that being said, if he plays, he's gonna be great. There's I guess the question is not really more with him. It's, well, let me back up. The question is with him, is he going to play? But if he plays, how much do you like Jameis Winston? Right. We have seen Jameis Winston produce, though. His last full season as a starting quarterback, he gave us two wide receiver ones. Granted, it was in a Bruce Arians offense. And his wide receiver ones were Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, so they're great receivers. I think Godwin, but was they the did wide finish two that year. Yeah, they they both did finish as wide receiver ones, and uh, you know last year, Jameis Winston had an absurd touchdown percentage. I want to say it was like six or seven percent. Um, you know his yardage like game, totals like were game one, weird. He threw for like 120 yards, but five touchdowns. Yeah, I that was kind of a microcosm of what his season looked like last year. It was very weird. Um, but Michael Thomas doesn't really score touchdowns. Maybe he gets a boost in touchdown production. Uh, we, we know 
that Michael Thomas produces. Like, we've seen him produce. We know what he is. It's just a matter of, will he play? Will he play a full season? I think if he does, yeah. I think if those things happen, you'll be looking at him as a wide receiver two with a potential to be a wide receiver one. Like, what if you had a, if you knew Michael Thomas would play at a minimum 14 games next year, Ben? What percentage chance would you put on him to finish as a wide receiver one? If he plays 14 games? Yeah, if he just gives you 14. Probably 75%, maybe. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like it's a question of Michael Thomas's talent because we've seen him do it. It's just a matter of will he play and uh, and that's it. (laughs) Is, Is he going to play? He's the biggest question mark of all the guys because, like, there is a path where he he may – I mean, he's got the path where, obviously, like we said, he's the wide receiver – a wide receiver one. We've seen him do it, but there are just so many more hurdles for this guy, which is obviously why he's going at wide receiver 30. But, like, there's the question of does he play. Then there's the question of, well, how what does Jameis Winston do then? Then there's the question of does the offense even let Jameis Winston do his thing? It's a brand-new coaching staff, all this stuff. There's other wide receivers in the offense. Chris Olave, they brought in, um, uh, what's his name, Jarvis Landry. Alvin Kamara is still there. But if he plays allegedly. a full season with Jameis Winston, allegedly, but if he plays <laughs> a, a full season with Jameis Winston, I mean – the potential is there. Yeah. I could see it happening. It's one of those things that I don't know if I'm willing to bet on. There was a point at which I was I'm, willing to buy Michael Thomas, but I don't know if I'm willing to bet on him right now. If I I, I don't know if I would draft him this high even though. He's got potential to be a wide receiver one, but I, I don't trust him as my three. Yeah. Final guy here is going as the wide receiver 32 on Fantasy Pros. We like this guy. I like this guy a lot. Rashad Bateman is now Baltimore's wide receiver one. And I think just because of the way they've structured their passing attack going into next year, there's a lot to like. Um, The passing pie, I think, is going to be a lot smaller than it was last year but I think it's condensed to just two guys. It's Mark Andrews, it's Rashad Bateman, that's it. And I think that that is something that I am willing to buy into. And, um, you know, the in 20, what was it, 2019, 2020, Baltimore essentially averaged 25, 26 passes per game. Last year, out of necessity, they threw it 36 times a game. But I still think that if they go back down to the mean, if they throw it 26, 27 times a game, I still think Rashad Bateman is going to get, you know, seven, eight targets. Mark Andrews will get seven, eight targets. And then the rest will be supplemented throughout the rest of the offense. Um, and I think that eight targets a game for him is good enough that he could potentially be a wide receiver one. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if he gets lucky with his touchdowns, um, we saw, we've seen Hollywood Brown be top 10 at points in that offense. He's a different type of receiver than Brown, but, I mean, his talent profile is elite. First-round wide receiver. I liked him a lot coming out of college, coming out of, no, I mean, yeah, Minnesota. 
So he's just a really good player, and like you said, he's the number two. Yeah. Behind only Lamar had one... Jackson. He only had one what? He only had one touchdown last year. That is, I think, the other part of this. He had so a, did Kyle Pitts. He so ended I'm not up afraid with, of him. Right. I know it's he had a situation. He, he but. produced he produced in a yardage sense, Bateman did, but he didn't give you a ton of touchdowns. Granted, most of his production came with Tyler Huntley as the starting quarterback. Um so you kind of have to, you know, what is that worth to you? Um I don't, but in games that in games that Bateman played sixty percent of snaps or more, he averaged six point two targets a game. Yeah. With Marquise Brown in the offense, with Mark Andrews in the offense. He's taking work away already, and now the biggest stumbling block to him producing is gone. It just feels like it's an easy slot him in. He'll give you 120 targets. You know, there you go. The path is there. I don't think, um, obviously they won't have as much volume, I don't think, as they did last year. I think the running game, now that J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards are all back, that will improve, so they will kind of go back to sort of what they did 2019-2020, where they're running the ball a ton, not throwing it as much. But in that same sentence, I think the passing efficiency will kind of go back to a little bit, maybe not 2019 Lamar, but it will be a way more efficient passer once that running game is better. Yeah. Having that elite running game that they have really frees things up for the passing game. It's why Andrews could be a tight end, you know, top five tight end on only 95 targets a season because it's just efficiency, scoring opportunities. Um, and I think that Bateman would benefit from that. Also, a lot of people are concerned, I think, of Bateman because of how much Andrews was involved in that offense last year. And it was it was an abnormal outlier of a year for Andrews. His previous career high in targets was 98, but he had a hundred and I think it was 153 last year. He had a 26% target share. Like that's absurd. Um, the the jump that he had, and I don't think that that continues. I think that comes down. I don't think it goes down to 98, but I think it comes down. Like I think he could lose 40 targets off of what he got last year, 30 targets. Um, and I think that Rashad Bateman will get what a wide receiver one in that offense should get, 100 to 120 targets. And I think he's good enough that if he gets that, he produces. So I could see Mark Andrews taking a bit of a step back, Rashad Bateman obviously taking a big step forward, um, and and also scoring touchdowns. He only scored one last year. Like yeah. He's, he's going to score more than one touchdown next year. Yeah, that's what I was going to kind of touch on. Is to reiterate, these are not guys we think will be wide receiver ones. We just are talking about we see the path for these guys to be wide receiver ones. And Bateman's going to have to be really efficient with his yardage, really efficient with his touchdowns for that to happen. But we've seen Lamar Jackson produce at an incredibly efficient level, especially when his running game is going well. So there is a clear path for him to catch, I don't know, do you think 10 touchdowns is unreasonable? No, I mean... Yeah, I think that is totally fine because the other... Okay, who's behind him on that depth chart? Can you name anyone? Devin DuVernay. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, he, and he's not good. 
Like, there's just nobody else there that I'm worried about stealing opportunities. Um, J.K. Dobbins. Sammy Watkins is gone. J.K. Dobbins has because, never really produced in the passing throw game. so much to the running back in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. The, the running back gets a ton of passing volume. Just so much. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and and Mark Andrews for all for all that he was amazing last year, he's a tight end, and and tight ends just don't score a ton of touchdowns. They don't give you fifteen touchdowns unless you're Travis Kelsey, um, unless you are a first ballot, maybe top two tight ends of all time, Travis Kelsey. Um, so yeah, could I could definitely see Rashad Bateman at like eight touchdowns. A much lesser version of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Like we've seen the tight end one and the wide receiver one. Like the top wide receiver and the top tight end produce in the Chiefs office. Granted, it's Patrick Mahomes, not Lamar Jackson, but on a smaller scale, I mean Lamar can support these two guys. Yeah. It it just feels like that offense funnels to two guys and you want both of those guys on your fantasy teams and then just forsake everybody else. Do you have any other of these guys you want to touch on while we're that here? That was it for me. You mean like Baltimore guys? Not not Baltimore guys. I'm just looking at the rest of the wide receiver threes on Fantasy Pros. Um, You know, Elijah Moore is kind of on that fringe. He's interesting to me. Nah. I, I don't think I would bet on him, though. I could see Traylon Burks potentially... He's at wide receiver thirty-eight right now. Holy cow! No, I, I can know he I can that see, low. Yeah, I can see a possibility of him being a wide receiver two and maybe sneaking in as a back end wide receiver one if he scores a bunch. And then uh, Alan Lazard, we've talked about him before. He's currently going as wide receiver forty-two, but if he ends up being Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver, that always carries the potential to just explode. So. I don't. I don't know how likely any of those scenarios are, but th- there's a possibility. I think. Biased, but uh, Drake London, he'll have a bunch of targets. Yeah. yeah, he might have two touchdowns, but hey, <laughs> he'll get he'll get 120 targets next year, which you like that. I do like that. You know who I think people are sleeping on in this range is Adam Thielen. Yeah, he was a guy that I almost wanted to mention. Um, but I just, as, as weird as it is, I see zero chance he's a wide receiver one, but I see a pretty decent chance he's a wide receiver two. I just, like Kirk, I don't think Kirk he gets still enough the passing guy in the red zone. Oh, oh yeah. No, like Justin, Justin Jefferson is like not even close, like so much better than Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, like assuming he's healthy the whole season, he's going to see 170 targets. I don't even yeah. know what to project for Adam Thielen target-wise, but there's still that rapport with Cousins, and obviously with Jefferson, they can't focus on Thielen. Uh, Cousins likes Thielen in the red zone, so, I mean, yeah, I could see a sneaky good season from him, too. There's always the potential of it. Um, thing is, Adam Thielen has a pretty tough schedule. And he's old. So, And he's old. Um, yeah, I don't know. He he should give you eight touchdowns though. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he gives you eight to ten touchdowns. Um, I don't know if the volume's there to support a wide receiver one season, but 
you know, if he if very, he gets enough, he's gonna score. Very touchdown dependent. But like even last year, like he'll score twenty points those weeks where he catches a twenty yard touchdown and then a four yard touchdown. Yeah. I wanna say he averaged like six and a half, almost seven targets a game last year. Um yeah. so he, I mean good. he gets it's pretty decent. It's just that I don't know. He, I think, is faded because he's old, and you're just not really betting on touchdown dependency because that's just such a weird thing to bet on because you never know how it's going to shake out. He's that crafty veteran, though. You can't can't go too far in betting against him because he'll burn you. Right. He is the wily veteran. He ended up with 95 targets last year, 108 the year before that. So, yeah, he's going to be interesting. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I like uh, him I where he's being drafted. To be a wide receiver one. Yeah, I, I like him as a late round value, but I don't know if he's one of those guys that just blows up and wins you a league. I think those. No, days and that's why we didn't put him done. on the list. But I'm just looking at other guys we would touch on as, hey, these guys are good. Yeah, maybe Juju Smith Schuster if he is the main guy. And I think uh, you Kansas like him City. more than I do. Probably. Um, I'm, I'm I don't really think either one of us. Juju. Yeah, I'm not stoked about him, and I think if I'm going to, you know, I don't know. Would you rather have Juju or Sky Moore in that offense? See, Just for gonna, redraft. That's what I was going to mention. Is I, I, I honestly don't know, and because you're right, there's Travis Kelsey. Obviously, is the top target, but I mean, I don't know who emerges as the two. I'm betting probably Sky Moore. But Juju's got experience. He's got a ton of experience in the slot. We've seen him explode when he's not the number one option. So, yeah, I could I could see a path where he's really good. But there's so many other mouths to feed in that offense where you've got Kelsey, Juju, Valdez Scantling. You added Sky Moore. You still have Nicole Hardman who can take top-off defenses. Justin Ross is looking really good in OTAs. So it's the offense will be good, but it's a mess for fantasy. Yeah, it's it's a mess to project, and I do not enjoy projecting it. But I think, I think Juju is currently going as the highest ADP Kansas City receiver at wide receiver 33. Um, yeah, I might. And that... I'd probably take him the top of the Kansas City wide receivers. Yeah, it's just because you know we've seen him produce before, and um, you know that that factors in when you're trying to figure out are they gonna are they gonna actually blow up and do it again. Skymore to me is really interesting, but I don't know if I'm gonna bet on him over Juju right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. That that's a really interesting situation. Whoever ends up being the number one wide receiver, probably number two pass catcher in that offense, will be really interesting. If you want to take your shot on whichever of those receivers you believe in the most, one of them could hit and be a huge value in fantasy for you. If I'm in best ball, I'm drafting just all of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking Sky Moore like all over the place in best ball drafts. Like it's still Patrick Mahomes, five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns isn't as isn't out of the question. So, right, yeah, that'll be all from us on wide receiver threes that could win you a league. 
If you enjoyed the episode, leave a rating where you're able to do that. Leave a review where you're able to. And uh, we'll see you next week. Are we Are we doing some... What are we doing next week? Are we doing team previews next week, Ben? I don't know. We'll keep you guys posted. We'll talk about it later. How about that? But we should hopefully... We're back in town for a little while. We should keep the schedule kind of back to normal. I know we've kind of fluctuated a little bit. We're back in the saddle, Ben. We're ready to do this. We'll see you next week. We will see you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.